Hello, welcome to the Corning Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Justin Franson. He, the founder of athleticism.com, sorry, and uh, also EMF Rock, which I have my EMF Rocks right here. And I am super excited to talk about this today. Yeah. I think it's uh, one of those topics that was pretty early on, you know, in uh, during 2020, we saw a lot of these towers going up and uh, a lot of people like myself in this uh, alternative media space got deemed conspiracy theorists. Conspiracy theorists, in quotes, uh, I put air quotes around it for those who are not watching, <laughs> um, you know, because we were kind of asking a lot of questions about why are these towers all going up at this time when everybody's at home and, you know, some of us started diving into some of the research on this and noticing that there seemed to be a very interesting parallel timeline between quote-unquote, again, pandemics and some, uh, you know, outbreaks of illnesses and uh, increase in technology, shall we say, and uh, radiation. There's a really good book. Uh, what is it? The something rainbow and blanking of Furstenberg. The Invisible, Invisible Rainbow. Rainbow. Invisible Rainbow. Really good book that kind of goes through a lot of that history. And uh, yeah, so... Well, without further ado, how are you doing today? <laughs> oh, great, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me on. Really excited. Likewise. Thank you so much for being here. So let's start with a little bit of a backstory uh, for my audience and explain how did you get into uh, how did you get into studying this, like the harmful effects of some of these uh, technologies? Yeah, I started at athleticism.com 25 years ago, working with amateur and professional athletes. Mm -hmm. And what I saw was, well, what I knew is the first way to make someone better is to get the stressors out of their world. And I saw this invisible stressor coming in, wearable technology, increased signal strength, just the proximity is two of our bodies were just getting closer and closer and the signal strength kept increasing and i identified that early on as a huge stressor that wasn't being addressed right right so what were you seeing with athletes like how how were you seeing the increased stressors and how did you make the connection that it might be some of the emf and some of the as you were saying wearable technology or some of the other technologies maybe interfering, increasing their stressor marks. Yeah, so it's literally the biggest one was an endurance athlete. He was a strong, fit paddler, and he came in and his whole arm went weak. And I'm like, get that radiation smartwatch off your wrist. And he started to get better, like really without me doing anything. And so that was it. That was when I was just... I knew that this stuff was really challenging for the body. But before that, I felt it. I was the last guy to get a cell phone. Mm -hmm. I just didn't. I Even the corded phones, I couldn't put them up to my head for very long because I can feel the resonance. So even the lower level stuff bugged me. Wow. Wow, that's really interesting. So you were noticing it most, you started with this with this kid and immediately he got better. What, what were some of the markers for him? Yeah, it was just pain and weakness in his arm, took it off, and his strength started to regain, and the pain went away. That's amazing. And so from there, uh, where did you start to see with some of the, your, your other athletes? Yeah, and then it's all cognitive for them. I, I think we had some pickleball players that just would tear 
uh, you know, Achilles or something for no reason. Oh, I reached over here and then their bodies break down, pulling muscles, a lot of cognitive challenges, just bad decision making. And uh, the more angry, those types of things lash out at your partner if they're, they have a partner. It just, just uh, a lot of simple little tweaks in the body that should never happen to a fine tuned machine and then cognitive stuff as well. Wow. That's really interesting. So cognitively, you said like poor decision-making and increased anger. Yeah. Interesting. So when did you start to notice this? Because the reason I ask is I'm curious if it had to do with the increase in the types of frequency, if there's any other kind of maybe correlating factors. So it was really the wearable stuff. And then when they started rolling out more cell towers and and in stadiums and making these stadiums 5g stuff like that that's when we started to really see it in the sport uh even before that we'd see it too because you have everyone in the stadium with their cell phone so that's a lot of signal strength right there because each cell phone just alone 2.45 billion waves per second so you accumulate that effect and you're looking at yeah, just numbers that are crazy when you add the ad times 50,000 plus in the stadium. Wow. And also cumulatively, I would imagine, right? We have them on, on us all the time. All the time. And so they're doing wearables to track and test and see where they're at. And then they're sleeping with phones next to them and smart watches or smart meters in their home. Wi-Fi is on. Their neighbor's Wi-Fi is on. Uh they just went through the radiation like x-ray machine at you know the, the airport so they they just got 50,000 x-rays just in one x-ray machine Crazy. literally mm-hmm. and they're uh they're just getting zapped so this cumulative effect would chip away at their body or decharge them and dehydrate them and that same bandwidth that 2.45 billion waves per second Courtney is the same bandwidth of destructuring water so we're dehydrated dehydrating our planet and our bodies wow that's insane do you feel like all of or from your research and your observations uh watching the athlete do you feel like all of these trackable wearable devices are the same or some better than others no they're all the same i you know it's 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 again I wear the uh, Aura Ring, and they say that has less EMF, but I'm sure they're all still pretty bad. Well, let, let's dive into that because that's a great question. And the the real the definition of what is a waveform right. and what is the difference between native waveforms versus non-native, like man-made ones. Right. And the answer is simple all man-made waveforms are one directional and or they don't work so if it's a cell tower with panels facing every direction or uh an alternating current you know with with alternating going both directions they're still one directional like they're going that direction and they're going that direction or direct current it's going one direction all electricity is made with one directional waveforms so they don't work and that's not true of of our electricity in our body and our 
you know, thermal dynamics, stempezoelectric effect, our natural energy force field of our body. That's not true of how our universe is made. Because if I were to drop a pebble in a pond, it doesn't go in a one directional line to the right or left or up or down, does it? No. No, it distributes equally in every direction. Right. And so no matter if it's a lower level EMF waveform, or a higher level faster. So even if you're wearing something that's less stressor, there's still one directional waveforms. And Dr. Martin Paul at a Washington State University discovered that the voltage gated calcium channels break down and then they let positive calcium into a negative cell, which caused tremendous cell and DNA damage with both low level and higher level. So with slower waveforms of one directional and faster ones, it's still a one directional wave and it still causes a vibration, that message which our voltage gated, which is our energy system of our cell, the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. It's really simple how it works. Wow, and so all of these trackable devices are, yes. They're all man-made, one-directional waveforms. All electricity. Wow. That's crazy. So, I and our phones as well, because our phones have those. So, if we have our phones on us, then we may as well limit everything else that we possibly can, because most of us cannot part with our phones. Exactly. And that's what I show when we're using meters. And the coolest thing, Courtney, is to get a meter and have people meter their cell phones. Because when you hold a, a milligauss meter up to it, it'll start screaming. And then you pull it away and it goes to, you know, it quiets the meter down. You point, a milligauss me measures electricity in the 50 to 60 waves per second cycle. You do an acoustometer, a one directional wireless meter, that meter is the wireless waveforms, mm -hmm. and it measures this, basically anything in the billions, 50 million to billions of waves per second, it'll meter out when you point it at this. They don't make them strong enough to tell you how much strength is coming out, out of this cell phone alone. Wow. And they scream. Like, they scream, Corny. Like, the things are like, Ree! and that's the sound that our body hears that plants here, the nervous system here, that most people can't hear, but animals can. Wow. So let's talk about some of the effects. I mean, you, you, you've mentioned some of the just observations you were seeing with uh, the athletes in terms of their behavior, the cognitive decline, the poor decision-making, aggression, um, and uh, just deterioration, you said, mostly in endurance endurance athletes in terms of uh, performance. What are some of the effects of these uh, EMFs? So the level one is all cognitive. So lack of sleep, which is why we have the grounding bags. You have, you have lack of focus, memory, anxiety, levels increase, fatigue, uh, huge stress factor in your body. I think level one would be considered headaches, you get more headaches and brain fog. So your cognitive function just diminishes in a big way. Level two 
would be more non-trauma concussion symptoms of nausea, vomiting, seizures, muscle twitching, wrinkling in the ears, bloody noses, more severe headaches, migraines. And then you go into the bigs, which is cancer, suicide, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and cardiovascular disease. And then I think the biggest one we're seeing now is the lack of fertility. Wow. So what, um, other than the trackable devices, do, do you feel, because I'm just wondering, people want to know what they can do. How can they be empowered to, right? And a lot of people don't necessarily, they're not necessarily able to completely cut themselves off from some of these devices. So are there, but let's say they were, and they were able to, I, I mean, people can certainly stop wearing the trackables and those sort of things. And maybe they can spend less time with their phone nearby. What are, are they still going to be at risk though with some, with the cell phone towers, for instance, and with some of the other radioactive uh, electricity around them? Yeah. So they, they've categorized this category into ionizing versus non-ionizing. So if something's ionizing and it creates a thermal effect, and that's when our government says, oh, that's too much level, kind of like a microwave would use millimeter waves to warm up, oscillate the cells and the food or, you know, and, and, and warm something up, essentially. That's what it does, per se. So, uh, but if it's not ionizing, it doesn't cause a thermal effect. But we know already if it's low level, it's still a vibration. So the best thing to do, because we have this around us, we can't get rid of it. It's not going away. The best thing to do is just to get grounded by nature, get outside. It's free and get as close to the earth as you can, barefoot or touch a tree or get in a body's water. This is how we're going to be able to coexist with it. And then I'm sure we'll dive into the grounding bags. But when you're inside your home, uh, the grounding bags are an incredible solution You know that we sell through doctor clinics all around the country. So it, it brings that resonance of the earth yeah, into your home. Wow. So, yeah, let's talk about the grounding bags and uh, let's talk about how do they work. Well, so you, let's talk about how to... What? Yeah, the, the same as the earth. How does the earth work? Well, yeah, let, how does that work? <laughs> well, we know grounding so, is good for us, but I don't know that people fully understand exactly what it does on a biochemical uh, level, right? Right. And so what it does, Eileen McCusick talks about it, Courtney, where you get a negative charge from the Earth's resonance and we pull the electrons from it. And so we get that from our lower part of our body and then we get the unpolarized light of the sun. And these waveforms distribute equally in every direction. And so that's how we get our body battery recharged. And then we breathe in minerals and we drink water with conductivity. So our body really acts like a battery and we get the negative from below, the positive from above, but it's unpolarized. It's not a, a one directional wave where it's like, okay, I'm in the earth's resonance and I'm in the, you know, and then I'm out of it. And, and the sun's not a beam, a laser beam, where it would just zap us. They're not one directional waves. They're okay. unpolarized waves. So. Our body and the universe are made on what we call scalar waves. They're waveforms 
that distributed equally in every direction. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of the Earth's resonance and how come we're one with the universe. Mm-hmm. It's because we rev at the same frequency as her resonance. The healing pulse of the Earth which we hand mine crystals. So basically the pulse to the earth is 7.83 Hertz or waves per second. That's the Schumann resonance. That's what they call it. And so what we do is, is we hand mine crystals that have a really similar resonance to that. And we bring them into our home. And then we, we basically get that grounding effect in our home. And what it is, is it's more of a creating of a coherence or a harmony. So what I feel the grounding bags do and Mother Nature does best, better than any other product, man-made product could ever do, is she converts the one-directional waveforms into waveforms that we accept. And so when we're in our home with electricity all over us and we have a grounding bag, touching our bed, we're going to get that similar grounding effect. So we can coexist with this stuff. We don't have to fear it. There's that physics component where we can convert that one directional waveform into something that our body really benefits from. Wow, that's amazing. So what would you advise for, because you you were talking about athletes, and a lot of athletes wear these trackable devices in order to enhance their performance, right? To measure and then to use those measurements in order to create programming and to, uh, you know, know when to push and when to scale back. Uh, and yeah, so the, it's a, usually a very helpful tool. I, I know for myself personally, I've definitely used a lot of these devices, uh, particularly for sports. So what do you, but you're saying that it's kind of, uh, it's interfering with some of them. So that might not be it might have not the opposite effect of what they were trying to achieve. So what's your recommendation there? They're yeah, probably ground, not going to have the grounding. <laughs> they're probably not going to have the grounding bags with them. They can go run barefoot in, in the, you know, grass maybe, but other than that. No, that's a great question because athletes are getting so inundated with this wearable technology and they're, they're using it almost uh, as a security blanket and too much. They're, they're relying on it to tell them how they feel, how many steps they took, how they slept, uh, how much output they had, all this stuff. We got to get back to listening to our body, our own intuition, connect above to God, get grounded by nature outside, and really listen to your body and understand how you feel without relying on technology to tell you. Technology is great for establishing baseline test points or midpoint or an endpoint, but it's not an everyday thing. You don't wear these every day. It's a stressor on your body that when you accumulate that effect over you know, years and years, you're, most people will see the challenges of it because what it does is it, it chips away at our life force. So whenever someone's wearing that stuff, they're going to have to have more chi built up to fight that stressor that's on their body. There's in some way, shape or form. And whether it's the cyclist having a cell phone on their, on their sacrum, which is their low back, 
the opposite side of their dantian, their power center of their body, where all your power comes from below that, that belly button. That's the worst place you want to have a phone when you're training or working out. So we got to, I think, really raise the level of consciousness of the individuals and understand the physics components between how we're one with the nature and how we're made the same and how different these non-native waveforms are and how they how they just make us weaker. Wow. Yeah. So so you would advise that they they take them off and they or they start would they start wearing them maybe as a bit to test some of the baseline and do it more like an intermittent kind of to get readings and then try and use that to gauge uh, and build their own intuition or re regain that to gauge their own. Uh, is that that what you would advise? Yeah, definitely. Just find the start point, and if you're gonna use it, find your starting point. It's like, hey, New Year's resolution. We're three months in already. Okay. About and and yeah, where did you start? What what? Where was your goals? Where did you start? Was it for weight loss? Was was it a yeah, number of miles you're running? Uh, you can gauge that and then you know that distance that you did from the starting point and then you know if you're going to run another mile, it, it's going to be another mile. So then you know you've run, you know that that trail is four miles. It'll stay on the sign. Or we just stop relying on technology to do it. Use a starting point if you're going to track your time or where you're at and then maybe a midpoint but definitely the end point say hey, okay i'm three months in how much have i improved let's test it again and then you do your sprint tests or your speed tests and then you could see the times and then you don't need to use it anymore because now you know how you feel and you just you can intuitively feel it without relying on something to tell you right Right. I know right now it's very trendy, like all the, you know, influencers push the 10,000 steps a day. So everybody has their device to track how many steps they got. So what would you suggest people do with that as well? Should they measure out what like a 10,000 step look like? And then, you know, when they're wearing and wear it, track that. And then they don't need to. They could go based on what that distance is. Right, exactly. I would recommend exactly that. And the big thing, Courtney, I feel is we got to get out of this meta universe. So technology is selling us yeah. to use it all the time. And they're really wanting to us to rely on it. And for me, I'm like, hey, let's rely on our own bodies and, and the forces of nature. Like That's what we want to rely on not technology. So we got to get out of this thought process of, hey, let me see how many steps I take or let me be so accessible and let me have this radiation on me when I'm sleeping right next to my head. And then I'll have my phone right next to my bed too. And I'm always, I'm so productive. That's what they want you to think. But it's really none of the tests they do have cell phones right up to your head. It's always inches away. Uh, they don't have it directly close to your body when they're doing these tests. And there's absorption ratings that they have that they set it inches away from you because every inch away, it's way less of a stressor on our body. So 
when we start to develop the understanding of, hey, you know what, these things aren't so great after all. And if I show a kid and I point a meter at it, start screaming, the kid realizes that this thing is always looking for a signal. It's always waiting for you to talk to it. So that might not be the best thing for our body. So let's put it over here, put it in a Faraday bag. Mine's on an airplane mode right now as we talk and my computer's hardwired in. So I don't have any wireless devices going on right, right now. My mic's hardwired in. All this is hardwired. So we have a system that I have a grounding bag, you know, obviously on the desk. And then I'm hardwired all the way through. And my cell phones, uh, I can hardwire that, but it's not. Uh, but it's just on airplane mode. So the resonance in this office is really close to what that Schumann resonance would be in nature, which is 7.83 hertz. So if I put a a waveform measure meter out here, you're not going to pick up that billions of waves per second in here. Right. So let's talk a little bit about airplane mode because I've heard very mixed things on that. So if it's on airplane mode, is it, uh, are you reducing the EMFs a lot or are you still getting some? Are you, where is that at? Yeah. So there's still going to be a battery in it. So they'll kick off some level of milligauss or electricity uh when it's on airplane mode you won't see uh, the uh the challenges with the wi-fi so it'll be the millimeter waves that kind of quiet down and so that's what we're really looking for is to have that uh resonance quiet down so so we're just lessening that frequency and then it's this internet of things is where the big challenge is because these things, they're all connected and then they pick up bandwidth. So our neighbors, you know, Wi-Fi connects to this, the smart meters, connects to, you know, this cell tower over here and all that passes by. But the simple thing of putting this on airplane mode and, and then having the grounding bags there will help create. And, and so the, the resonance, if there is a waveform that comes in, it's, there's a coherence between us, but most of the time it'll just go around us, not towards us. Right. Have you heard of the uh, Amherst study that where they were admitting that they're using humans basically as an antenna for uh by for six G towers? I, I hadn't read that yet. Okay. Yeah, they were saying they're harnessing human uh, electromagnetic frequencies in order to leverage. Uh, power for the 6g yeah and and i know they're going that direction but i didn't know there was a study on, on it and it, it's that's what they want to do i mean they've tapped in a lot of electricity they're tapping into the earth's resonance and they're just trying to convert it or use it in some way uh but again our our bodies are electric and we have the water as a conductivity and we have our own energy force field through piezoelectric and thermal dynamics. And so we have a resonance and that's where we get the six foot from is that's our resonance is about six feet out in every direction. And, and so our, our, our bodies are made differently though than this one directional stuff because it's on waveforms that are unpolarized. It's like my energy just doesn't go six feet out at, yeah, the 45 degree angle. <laughs> it's a resonance. So uh, 
we for them to tap into us as conductors they they could potentially do that because we're energy and then also water uh and then certain parts of our body are more easily conductive uh like our like ovaries absorb 10 times the amount of radiation than any other part of the body so there's areas that can really absorb more than 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 other parts and and uh it, that's a really scary challenging proposition to even think that because kids don't even have their blood brain barrier fully developed till they're 24 years of age so if you're tapping into these kids they're just being inundated so they're getting the stressors on their brain uh, at such a young age and then when people have the wearable like the earbuds in their inner ear that's localized radiation courtney in their inner ear where there's an airway canal directly to your brain. So if you're really beaconing the people for it, uh, that's a dangerous, dangerous mode that they're getting in. And it's criminal, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And when you said that it's uh, that certain areas are more uh, sensitive, like like the ovaries, is that why the, there's an increase in infer- infertility with these? Yes, definitely. The guy's sperm counts will plummet. I mean, think about it. They've manufactured computers and call them laptops for decades, right? Right. I mean, they're putting this massive battery right over our reproductive organs. And now this massive battery is just a massive router. So, and they're allowing kids to do it. They promoted through Hollywood they see these things they've marketed as greatest thing and we're super connective but that's the main reason for the population replenishment not being able to keep up is we're having a lack of fertility and a lot of it's from from the uh from the 5g and the rollouts of all these then 4g from the rollouts of millimeter waves uh, with such close proximity to our bodies and in our homes Wow, that's terrifying. If you're a regular listener to my show, then you already know how much I love Fox & Sons Coffee. When my listener, Stephen, from Fox & Sons contacted me about recommending his coffee on the show, I was honored, but also adamant about only recommending products to my audience that are of the highest quality and integrity. I can't tell you how much I enjoy my Fox & Sons coffee in the morning. And not only is this top-shelf coffee from a family-owned company, It's also sourced from small-batched organic family farm, and you know how important that is to me. You can really help them out and help me out by helping yourself to a fresh bag of Fox & Sons coffee. Visit the website, foxnsons.com. That's fox, the letter N, sons.com. And use the promo code CTP for full 18% off orders over $25. And on any orders over $37.99, the shipping is free. So ditch your stale factory farm coffee and support a family-owned business of a loyal listener of the Courtney Turner podcast, Fox and Sons Coffee. All right, let's get back to the show. Oh, and then and then to second that, Courtney, electric car is 18% lower testosterone. So if you lower your testosterone, you're going to have lots of fertility challenges right there. 
and then you couple that with a COVID shot, that's 20% lower testosterone. So you get someone a COVID shot and an electric car, and you take someone in a healthy range, and you drop them down in a really unhealthy space. Wow. So, um, so with these shots, have they? Is it due to EMF, or is it due to uh, a multitude of factors, or what? What specifically are you referencing? Well, the shots. Just a doctor. Or I can't mention their name, but they did an independent study of their of their uh, patient pool, and they had blood work before and then after the tests, and saw twenty percent lower testosterone. So just the shot alone lowers their testosterone. The shot, in addition, because it's so full of heavy metals, it allows them to be more of a conductor for this. So people with tattoos, heavy metal toxicity, lots of metal in their body, uh, fake hips or you know, all those types of deals and the apparatuses in their body are going to have more challenges uh, with the EMF and and they're going to have to keep methylating and, and deep and doing heavy metal chelation constantly annually to to keep their levels of toxicity of heavy metals really low so the EMF doesn't affect them as much because they conduct even more and more vibration. Wow, that's really that makes perfect sense. So what are some things people can do to uh, detox the heavy metals to uh, certainly they can get the uh, grounding bags and they can do some grounding outside. Are, are there other things that people can do to uh, counterbalance some of the CMF? Yeah. And I love how you pose that question. How do you detox EMF? That's a great question because people don't realize that's layer of toxicity in your energy field. So the first layer way to detox is to get outside. And go barefoot, touch a tree, do have a picnic, get gardening, go rock climbing, jump into a body of water, an ocean, a lake, a river. Just get those negative ionic charges to recharge your body. The second, if you don't have that, you can tap on the grounding bag and that'll clear your energy field. Like literally tapping on it. It flushes the toxicity out of your biofield. You can cover your eyes, then your teeth, then your thymus, and then your intestine below your belly button while you're tapping with the other hand. That is how you detox EMF externally. Internally, you detox it with bentonite clay, protease, which is a digestive enzyme, a proteolytic enzyme, and apple cider vinegar. The three of those are, are super subtle uh, for flushing any unwanted radiation or heavy metals out of your system, toxicity out of your system from the EMFs. And you don't get the heavy crash of a detox because you're staying charged with the grounding bags and by getting outside. Most people have crappy detox uh, symptoms when they lose their polarity. The tapping on the back and covering these areas regains the polarity back in your system and helps flush your biofield. So that's a huge, huge topic is literally emptying that bucket of toxicity of wireless EMF that 
you don't even know is there. But I guarantee the people that are super sensitive, Courtney, to EMFs, those are the ones that are most toxic. And so we could we sell these through doctor clinics all around the country. When someone calls me after and said, I had the worst night's sleep ever, what if it's in this grounding bag? I say, well, it's not off the grounding bag. It's you're super toxic and you have to flush the toxicity out of your field. Because when good meets toxicity, it's going to clash. Okay. Not until you clear the toxicity out of your body will you integrate with this. But most everyone else that, that's not full of toxicity will sleep three to 50% better with it. So uh, that's how you've really flushed the toxicity out. So do you recommend somebody who might have a higher toxic burden that they do some flushing before uh, they interact with like a grounding bag or some of these other? Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So on the, we have a trifold pamphlet that we include with the purchase for the grounding bags and it goes through the tapping protocols. So we encourage everyone to do that with our product. And I mean, just even going outside and grounding will help too. It'll just help get that toxicity out. So you can do it for free. Uh, you can locally do it by tapping it and directing it to the areas that you want. Uh, and that's super beneficial. And it's, it'll up to 10x someone's energy when you clear the stressors out of their body. Wow. That's incredible. So what are some of the, uh, and can you talk about some of the uh, reversals you've seen maybe in some of the athletes you've worked with? Like Definitely. I mean, sleeping three to 50% better, better cognitive function. Uh, we see normalizing more of the metabolism. We had a one person that was d diabetic, childhood diabetes. diabetes. How does that, how does that correlate with EMF? We are, we're seeing such a rise in diabetes and it seems like it's not, I mean, certainly lots can be attributed to uh, poor lifestyle and diet habits, but it seems like there's something else going on as well. So I'd love to hear how that interferes. Well, it's the vibration. Dr. Martin ta Paul talks about the vibration up and open up the voltage-gated calcium channels, the mitochondria, causes cell and DNA damage, and people just break where they're weaker. And so some people have uh, just lack of nutrition and, and going in for their digestive properties and aren't able to normalize their metabolism and their blood sugar. And so maybe they have a really poor intake uh, of spiking and crashing their body with sugar all the time. And when you dehydrate the system, when they have levels of toxicity, when they've been inundated with really high levels during developmental stages, and, and maybe they were not the strongest out of the gate, maybe they were the smallest in the, you know, of the family. And so they're, they already start off as a weaker and smaller, uh, and they've been inundated on stop. The body's going to bend and break in an array of different ways. And some would be diabetes, some will be suicides, some will be, you know, cancer, some will be Alzheimer's later on, and, and some will have lack of fertility. And those are the big, big challenges that potentially people will see. And, but this diabetes thing, it's super real, but you can 
you can help to normalize the metabolism. So the one kid that had it, we're like, okay, get out of your house, clear the house. We got to rewire some things and get, get outside more, get grounded. He moved to the beach and they literally moved from their toxic home to the beach. And then the kid started jumping in the water and playing beach volleyball all the time. The doctor had never seen someone with diabetes in life that quickly, ever. Wow. Just by getting grounded. And obviously, they loaded up the house with the grounding bags and his bed and all. But we're seeing improvements in sleep. Uh, probably one of the bigger topics, too. Uh, my wife had early menopause going on. And so she was at the stage where she's having early menopause. And night sweats, wasn't sleeping through the night, would wake up with just sweating and wake up every night and her menstrual cycle stopped for three months. And not until we loaded the house with grounding bags, everything normalized, the cycle returned, she started sleeping through the night. So we see it in when those aging processes are, you can start to tangibly see it with the grounding bags, we undeniably saw it slow down wow yeah that's that's incredible so you 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 said you loaded up the house with grounding bags so how much how many do you need like per room per yeah person that, that kind of thing <laughs> uh well what we do is is you actually have uh one grounding bag per bed and it's got to be either on or under the bed and if it's under the bed, on the bed or under the bed, and then at the head of the bed. Uh, so on or under the bed at the head of the bed and make sure it's touching the bed if it's under. And you'll sleep 3 to 50% deeper. You also can do that same protocol on or under your desk or car seat. If someone has an electric car, you need seven grounding bags behind the driver's seat. And if someone has solar in your house, you need seven together on the floor. If you don't have solar, you just need five together on the floor. Wow. So when you said uh, on the bed or under or next to it, like what, what would be the purpose of one versus the other? Is it a personal preference or do they have different effects? Or on the uh, bed? As long as it's touch, yeah, as long as it's touching the bed, it'll be grounding and working. Some people are more sensitive, so I like to put it above the head of the bed, uh, between your head and the wall, because if your bed's touching the wall, it's charged to the level of the outlet. So the wall is where the big stress will come, and your pineal gland, and, and all of the cognitive stuff is where you get into the deeper sleep. So the closer of the resonance to that area, the better for your sleep. So uh, if people are more sensitive, or injured, they put it next to them, put it next to that injury, it will help with circulation. Uh, the, the closer the resonance you can get to the body, it's going to help uh, even more so. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So this, and the electric car needs seven because there's so much. So if somebody doesn't have an electric car, but I know most of the cars today have, you know, all these this, these electrical devices in them. They essentially have the computers and they have the Wi-Fi and the navigation. There may not be, you know, a full-on like electric car or like a Tesla, but you still have all of that going on. So how 
how what's the impact of that so i feel it's dramatic uh the 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 challenge of the electric car is you have all three at the highest level so you're sitting on a massive battery which we shared is 18 percent lower testosterone from a colleague that measured special forces driving an electric car and threw in a variable of it uh with the regular cars, the newer ones, they have routers and GPSs. And even when I turn my my Wi-Fi off in the car, the Bluetooth off, I should say, in the car, my meter still meters out on the dashboard. So I have our all our body is just right in close proximity to that dashboard. And with the wireless signals alone, my meter meters out. It's too strong of a signal for my meter to meter it, just your dashboard alone. And that's in every car from basically 2015 and beyond, 14 and beyond. So they're making the cars really unhealthy for us. And then all the self-driving apparatuses and then the front of the dashboard's all milligauss. It's big TV screens. And in these electric cars, it's even bigger screens. So that's why I say you're just, they're just cooking families. They're dehydrating families, which is essentially a cooking process. So that Ibrahim Kareem, who does biogeometry, says global warming is from the rollout of millimeter waves, 4G, 5G bandwidth, and beyond. It's not from the, the carbon footprint and fossil fuels. It's really not. It's from dehydrating our planet rolling out 7,000 and on up to 50,000, there's where they want to get to and more of satellites beaming radiation at lower levels than we've ever seen any satellite and then creating grids of internet of things everywhere. I mean, there's no electricity in remote areas and oceans, deserts, forests, and you just, you don't have electricity there and then third world countries in poverty ridden areas you don't have electricity at all right. for them so the whole hey everyone needs to be connected and everyone needs wi-fi it's a lie they are they're using that as a grid to basically track and trace and control and surveillance market you so they can sell you more things as well it's that's the the play here that's why apple's you know worth Billy trillions of dollars, which is about 10 trillion or something. Uh, it's because of all the surveillance marketing that they do, not from just product sales. Sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. And we, we definitely know with the, the big CBDC push that they, they want to get to tracking and uh, tracking, tracing, surveilling everything in real time. So for sure they're And it's not just, as you said, for the, the sales is definitely a control uh, element as well. And, you know, there's there's the technology there to do some other really very devastating harm as well not just the harm from the radiation that we're already experiencing but they have more targeted weaponization that they can use these tools to do so yeah right so that's definitely definitely and they call it they call it weaponry they're they're weapons and uh they use it. I work with Navy SEALs. These guys, they have weaponry for crowd control and they have multiple bandwidths within it. So it's in the microwave spectrum 
and they just have different band waves in it. So if if 4G is like 2.45 billion waves per second on a cell phone, 5G is 60 to 90 billion waves per second. And so they have a, a you know a, a certain levels of what they can ratchet up and down towards. But in the Havana cohort, we saw the first attack of U.S. embassy workers on the foreign soil with microwaves. And they had all non-trauma concussion symptoms, like the level two stuff, nausea, vomiting. They're in the hospital for for about half a year or more just from the radiation poisoning. So this stuff is just devastating. The term like Havana syndrome. Right? Syndrome, Havana syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, and those, those symptoms do tend to be like nausea, vomiting, concussion-like, uh, memory lapse, uh, disorientation, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, yeah. That's definitely scary. Really interesting. Seizures. Yeah. What? Seizures as well. Seizures. Yeah. It's interesting when you talk about the cars. I I remember I had a roommate uh, years ago. This is you know well over a decade ago, and she was uh, she grew up mostly in Russia. She was Russian Israeli, and she would not let us have a microwave in the. Uh, in the apartment because you know shit that they were carcinogenic and toxic and and you know so at first I I I was pretty asleep and I was like that seems kind of nuts and I was like but I can see that you know I I was pretty open to that but I remember her telling me that the car was problematic as well and you know she was trying to explain to me that it was because of the all of the technology she said she doesn't use the GPS and this like when GPS, I think, was just starting to be, you know, more commonplace. And but she said, yeah, all the electricity and all of the technology that was in there, and you know, of course, it made sense. But I didn't think it was as alarming as she made it sound. And of course, maybe at that time, it was the it, the extent of it probably wasn't as aggressive as it is now. But now, it certainly seems that that's a uh, that that wasn't a. Uh, so far-fetched <laughs> so no she was spot on i mean there's yeah. seven computers and or more in every new car i mean seven like at least in each car so the whole thing they're all electric these new cars uh, they're they make it they're just computers and so and i think that's probably why they don't have bumpers on cars anymore i think they you get in a fender bender and you got to take the car and to spend thousands of dollars to get it fixed. But I think if you wreck some of these sensors, yeah, you know, they make so much more money. And uh, it just, uh, it's all computers. It's all computers. So we've been lied to from the auto industry saying electric cars are the next best thing because they're not. They're mining coal, cadmium. They're still using that, uh, those precious minerals, mining them to make the batteries and then they're using the grid to use the product and then you're getting cooked while you're in it but then also you're filling up the landfills with acid with dead batteries after a decade i mean these these batteries don't last very long so that their shelf life isn't very long and that's a big fire hazard in addition to it so we're we've really been lied to from the the car industry also I, I mean when everyone was saying the price prices of gas were going so high up the 
these cars that say you need higher octane, you don't. You want lower octane for a regular car. So even Range Rovers or whatever, filling it up with lower octane. So no need to pay the higher prices. I mean, we've been lied to in every industry. Pharmaceutical, hey, a drug is health, a shot is health, a mask is health. No, 3% oxygen is health. And then you go in the food industry, hey, let's GMO food and grow more food. It, no, that's not health. Or let's spray with glyphosate and Roundup and and uh, yeah, that's a the pesticide. Yep. It's, it's, it's an antibiotic. Yeah, it's a patented as an antibiotic and it's water soluble. So it goes into our water table, destroys our gut health. Like that's not good for us, our environment or the plants. I mean, literally, so you can go into every single industry and now FCC, the telecom industry, Hey, let's all get connected. This is great for us. Well, no, they're they're causing global warming. They're dehydrating us. We need more silica in our body. Yeah. And we need to slow down this rollout. And you never want to put it. Uh, Arthur Furstenberg talks about the Internet of Things, the grid. They want to roll out that same grid in the ocean. I can, I'm I'm a waterman. I'm in the water all the time. I can hear when the dolphins are in my cove. Wow. And I can hear, and they can be hundreds of yards away. I can hear when there is an electric foil board in the cove without even seeing them. It sounds like noise pollution underwater for me. So imagine what the animals are hearing when that thing's going on. It's crazy. That is crazy. I, I want to teach you, I, I absolutely agree with you. We've been pervasively, incessantly lied to you from every angle humanly possible. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about the high versus low octanes in the car, uh, because uh, <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. So I, you know, I'm sure I, I talked about this actually pretty recently, how, you know, there's no, uh, there's no amount of programming that we're impervious to. So we all have our blind spots. We've all been affected. And even those of us who think we're super awake and aware, you know, that's, uh, right. we're, we have our blind spots and we don't know what our blind spots are because there are blind spots. So <laughs> we, but I don't know what I've always been told that if, you know, your car will, uh, deteriorate over time if you don't use, uh, the higher percentage, right? This is where you can get like the 89, 90, 93, right? This is what you're talking about yeah. when you go to the gas station. Right. So, Right, uh, you don't I need do that. High that they, most of them have ethanol in them, which is not good. You want to get ethanol free, but that's harder to find. So, could you please explain this, the high, low octane? Because I'm sure a lot of, maybe most people know and I don't, but I, I'm guessing there are others like me who don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just in layman's terms, it just, you, your engine gets clogged up with the higher octanes, so you don't need that for performance. So, real mechanics will will tout that and that's where i found out about as one of my mechanics and and what they even said too is is diesel clean diesel does not cause cancer that was another part oh yeah just because you could see the smoke everyone's like oh it's so bad and cancer causing well clean diesel doesn't cause cancer either so we're getting away from what really is health and we're kind of going into these, what industries are saying, they're just lobbying for uh, more protection and this and that, and more control and bigger governments. And and we want to decentralize all this stuff. We want to have body sovereignty. We want to stop the crop testing and seeding uh, with barium and then 
in these planes that are trying to see the clouds for rain. We don't need that stuff. We got to get our governments to understand that nature does it best. We've been around for billions of years and, uh, and we'll continue to be beyond. And we can't outsmart God. We just can't. We got to stop thinking like that. Zach Bush says there's 10 to the 31 viruses in us and around us at all times. Like literally, it's our adaptive system. So to think that we're going to create a shot for one of that, that number, there's not even a name for that number. It's so big. Or at least I don't know what it is. Like it's just absurd. We can't outsmart God, get grounded by nature. We can't make a resonance like a Tesla coil that equals God. You just need a lot of the mass of Mother Nature to do it. So get back to understanding how our planet's made. So let me dive into that. Yeah. We live in an environment that is air. Our environment is air. Right. The ocean, the dolphins' environments was salt water, right? Yeah. So you pollute the salt water, the dolphins are going to get sick. You pollute the air, we're going to get sick. The air is ether plasma. Waves and particles travel through that. So that's how Arthur Furstenberg describes in his book, The Invisible Rainbow, before 1889, when we introduced electricity into the homes, there were cosmic shifts that were causing people to get sick from solar flares. And not until we put electricity in the homes was the flu here to stay. And then when we ruled out the radio waves in 1918 for the Spanish flu, a lot of people got sick. And then in World War II, we had satellites and then Hong Kong flu. Uh, oh, World War II is radar. Hong Kong flew with satellites and now 5G the last couple of years. So, you guys, there's no scratch in our head. The frequencies are the contagions. Like, that's, that's what it's carried. It's carried in a, in a resonance. Right. And, and our bodies are, recognize it. And Bruce Lipton talks about our chi as, as our health, the chemistry in our body is secondary. So, when you introduce a frequency into our field, uh, and it can be directly into our body as a, like a, a STD or a mono or one other can touch contagion. It can happen a lot of different ways. But the net net of it is there's not a virus flying around to kill anyone. Right. That is the biggest lie of your particle that's a, a submicroscopic uh, particle no. that creates a contagion. Yeah. No, that is that's germ theory, you know, over bioterrain. A virus is. They don't eat, they don't reproduce, they're dead protein, they're self-limiting by nature, they literally are our adaptive system at work. So to think that something's flying around to kill us, no, when people get sick around here, and I live in Newport Beach, Laguna Beach area in Southern California, right. healthiest active area, a lot of people got sick in June last year, someone turned something up. And everyone was adapting to it. It wasn't the flu going around. It was something environmentally basically was too much for their bodies to handle. And then they adapted to it. That's what we have to understand how this interplay is and unlearn what they're teaching us and, and brainwashing everyone with. Totally. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's a really hard paradigm shift for a lot of people, but
But I think the sooner that people can open their mind to that perspective, then the sooner we can do something about all of these uh, technological infiltrations. And I, I refer to them that way because while, you know, we're, we're to some extent by design, I believe, you know, very dependent, they're amping them up in a, at a pace that is really just not necessary. And I always talk about how, like, you know, the 5G was supposed to make my service better, but every area that has, like, more 5G has worse service. My phones have never worked worse. <laughs> like, you know, it seems like every time they give me a new operating system, they put up more 5G, I, I get less uh, less service and less efficiency. So hey, if that was the purpose behind it, then they're kind of failing. There's <laughs> no... Yeah, it's that, and that's their marketing ploy is to sell everyone, but it's really a tracking grid and the surveillance marketing. That's why we use the Faraday bags because it'll save the life of your battery. Uh, but this artificial intelligence is just aggregating all the information. We're 20 years behind on giving them all of our information for them to learn. The more surveillance cameras we put up for security feeds into that system and cameras don't deter anything crime's gone up we have more cameras in california you know and i think in the u.s now than in china and so the amount of surveillance that's going on just domestically is unbelievable so i mean when i'm driving we'll have tin windows the the sun visors are down when i go through a toll road like they're not taking a picture of my face Maybe the car, that's fine, but not my face. I, I don't, we got to really slow this whole process down and, and giving them your biometrics is probably one of the biggest thing. Your, your retina scan, your face imprint, your voice, your finger, and your palm print are the five most unique identifiers of your body. And then they want us to use it for commerce. Once someone gets a hold of that, that's identity theft to the max. You can't get that back. Like literally you can't go get a new credit card. You just, you have that forever. So it's really challenging and they're pushing that at, at, all over in Whole Foods and wherever. Oh, use your palm to scan it. Well, you're getting radiation while you're doing it, which will make you weaker. People are going to have nerve sensitivities on their fingertips from all the touch screens over decades of using it, I guarantee you, everyone's kids will have some form of, almost everyone will have some form of nerve challenge on their fingertips. Uh, that's what we're going to start to see in the future. So we got to get away from this stuff as, uh, it's oh, it's so accessible, this, that. No, go back to paying with cash, not letting people know who you are, Put your phones on airplane mode. Like check out uh, of uh, opt out of your smart meter and go back to analog. Just get the resonance in your home and in your space as close to you as you can to that human resonance of the earth. Because remember, we sleep at one or below one to eight hertz or waves per second. The human resonance of the earth is seven point eight three hertz or waves per second. When, when our athletes are in a flow state, they're 8 to 12 hertz or waves per second. So we rev really one with the earth. And this stuff 
billions of ways per second. Wow. That's that's astounding to think about. It really is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you brought up, a, I, I moved out of Southern California. I was a little bit further north than you. I was in Santa Monica. But I know they're rolling out all these, uh, you know, blue lights uh, on the streets and the, you know, certainly, as you mentioned, the cameras, the surveillance cameras. Do you think that those are doing harm as well, not just the, the tracking, the surveillance harm? You know, that's... Yeah, definitely. Well, it's a great... Yes. So, Courtney, it's a grid that's aggregating all this information. These AI computers are so, oh, so powerful now. They can take infinite amount of information and make sense out of it. So, the more information we give it, the more information we give our freedom away. And all these phones are made in China and in the CCP district. So, literally, any app on your phone, let's say your banking app, they know your passcodes, your bank account, where you live, your social, your driver's license, your passport. They know everything about you. And that means China knows everything about you. So yeah, that's freedom. You're, we're just readily giving away. So get an Android phone, make it a 4G phone, uh, rev off a of Wi-Fi and, and not as much cellular data used encrypted you know, signal apps or encrypted you know platforms uh, even on instead of zoom there's jitsi that's encrypted so What's they're not that? aggregating jit.si.meet jitsi uh would would be as a great encrypted one to do video meet jit.si.meet i believe okay or me dot I'll look it up. No, no worry. Yeah. yeah, as long as they got so, it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I mean, I encourage everyone to get Bitwarden, you know, Vault for your password. So at least that throws off anyone trying to steal some information. You know, have your banking information. Uh, have them send you alerts of any funds leaving your accounts or being, you know, put in. Like literally. You got to start watching everything uh, on yourself and then having better protective cybersecurity measures in place as well. Yeah. Since you brought up, uh, you know, the banking and uh, the passwords, do you have any thoughts on the the banks and the CBDCs that they're trying to roll out? Yeah. So it's all a digital currency is what they're getting us to. So I ideally, I think it's, Hey, the banks are crashing. Everyone makes a run on, you know, their money. And, and, uh, they say, Hey, if we go digital, that won't happen because they'll never run. And the reason is because they'll never give you your money back. And, uh, but what they want to do in the interim is, yeah, just really have it hit inflation at the highest level. So, Ideally, it would be create the fear, you know, tank the market, and uh, and then roll out a new currency. That would be a perfect playbook for for what the next phase of digital currency is. But I I would avoid going into it. I got the first credit back from from uh, my taxes on a credit card, and so they want you to use this credit card. And then they'll start reimbursing you your tax money, your tax money owed back on a credit card. 
And that's basically, it's essential coming into digital currency because then they can withhold you to taking money out from it. So opt out of that, say, hey, I don't use credit cards, never go to digital. We just got to get back into under decentralizing our governments and, and the banking and the agriculture and the telecom and the pharma and like all, all these industries. We have to unlearn and go back to understanding health is having body sovereignty. And yeah. this is all interplayed. I mean, this topic, Courtney, that we're speaking on is such a massive topic because we've covered physics. We know one directional is not good because we know we're made on unpolarized waveforms, right. you know, and, and then we know that that stuff chips away at our life force. And we know that if we have more toxicity in us, they, and they, once they control you, what goes in you, they can more readily control you. Sure. We know all these interplays. And so we got to make better choices on our purchase power to not allow this stuff into our world. I couldn't agree more. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, athleticism because I think one of the best ways that we can uh, reclaim our freedom and personal sovereignty is to take care of our health and own our own health. Uh, I think it's one of the things they don't want us to do. And uh, I think, you know, improving your athleticism is a way to do that. So let's, can we talk a little bit about your concept there? Definitely. Well, I wrote a book with three pillars and it's, Awareness was the first pillar and it covers everything from EMF awareness to proper food and semantics, not giving your fear away, praying, grounding, uh, all, all the good. And what the pillars of health are, which is basically loving, touching, smiling, breathing, praying, uh, being together. Yeah, so the more we can smile and be together and touch and love each other the stronger our vibration gets and the more awareness we'll have it's the opposite of the narrative that's been told it's like okay stay away from each other you can't be with someone you can't go to church you gotta eat crappy food like all the stuff to gotta know what the pillars are and those are the pillars for health and then it goes into whole body exercises and whole brain exercises and a lot of ambidexterity and coordination and we do things the whole out of the box approach to build up your your uh life force and and your coordination and get you in flow with the figure eight which is the infinite flow of the universe oh that's awesome um i know uh, they are starting to catch on to a lot of the kind of uh I, like neurohacker is one of the companies that's doing some of these uh, hand-eye coordination type priming exercises, particularly working with athletes. But I think they're really beneficial actually just for everyone. Uh, so I don't know how familiar you are with my story, but I'm visually and hearing impaired. I was born with a lot of uh, kind of medical complications. So uh, for me as a child, we did a lot of those types of eye exercises, you know, the typical like watch the fingers go back and forth and i had to play light bright with the patch over my sighted eye so that i would uh use whatever little bit of sight i had uh which at this point you know is really just light and dark but to try and find the pinhole and make shapes out of it and do a lot of these sort of things which were very frustrating one of the uh kind of iconic things i talk about in my story and I think a lot of my audience has heard of those who haven't. And if you haven't, my mom had this idea of 
because I didn't get hearing aids till I was almost six years old, I learned how to speak by reading lips. So essentially very close to blind and deaf for most every other day of my childhood. And my mom had this idea of having uh, building a balance beam that my grandfather built. And then at the end of the week, if I completed it successfully with my patch on, then my reward was that they'd make this beam narrower. And uh, so until, you know, it was really like the size of a regular beam. But I bring all this up to say that I, I think those types of uh, exercises are so beneficial because they help us to, we become with the advent of technology, we become so removed from using our vestibular proprioception and the things that as humans we were really forced to do in order to navigate the world. And I think we underestimate, you know, certainly athletes don't because they know how important that hand-eye coordination is and the proprioception vestibular is for their balance. But I think just for every day, uh, even socialization, we underestimate the importance of those things to understand our place in the world and our relation to others and our relation to the space around us. And that that's really uh, very integral to our well-being, our functionality, our cognitive development, and uh, I think our happiness, just our holistic uh, yeah, being. So, yeah. So. Definitely. Well, well said. And just to second it, you, what you are doing is nerve work because you're firing the nerves to fire the muscles. And that's what I do. Uh, I treat concussions and a lot of this is neural pathway training. So you're, you're stacking the nervous system uh, and, and allowing your body to heighten its sensitivity and awareness and proprioceptive uh, and spatial awareness, know where it is in space. And that'll help like anyone perform better. So if they're compromised, it'll help get them better. And then if they're fine-tuned, it'll just even more refine them. So everything you did, it sounds just absolutely spot on. And what, quite honestly, everyone should be doing. We should all be opening up more pathways and connections from our brain to our body because there's an infinite you know, connections there. And just the more connections you have, the less you telegraph, the more you start to take in. And I, I feel same as you are saying, it's like you just have a more blessed light because yeah. you're just have a higher level of consciousness and awareness and creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for everything you're doing. And I don't know if you have anything else that you want to add, please do. And tell everybody where they can find your book, find your your rocks and all your great material and learn more. Oh, well, thank you, Carney. Yeah, just get grounded by nature because that's your nature. It's free. Go outside. It's so simple. Get the grounding bags for inside. But thank you so much for your awareness and sharing this with everybody. And you guys check out our products at athleticism.com. It's spelled athleticism.com. And then you can also purchase the grounding bags at emfrocks.com. And that's where you'll find it all. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.